As a professional web developer, I do work a lot with React, Angular, Vue, and similar libraries and frameworks, especially since I do a lot of front-end web development. And of course, I also got some best-selling courses on those libraries and frameworks, and therefore it's only natural that I often get asked what my personal favorite is and which library or framework I would recommend to learn or to focus on for example, now that a new year started. And therefore, over the next minutes, I want to give you an idea of what my favorite is and why that's the case. And I'll explain why it, of course, depends, as it always does, which framework or library you should focus on. But I'll also explain what it depends on. And therefore, I'll explore the different philosophies behind those different frameworks. I'll explain who owns and runs those frameworks and libraries and what that means for you and why that should influence your choice, which library or framework you're going to use. And I'll also take a look at the popularity, the numbers, how often those libraries get used. I'll of course also give you an insight into how performant those frameworks and libraries are and if that matters. And I'll of course also explore how easy or difficult those different libraries are to learn and to master and to become better at before I then, as promised, also let you know what my personal favorite is. Now, let's start with the different philosophies because that's really important. We got all these different libraries and frameworks, but they don't all have exactly the same philosophy, the same way of, of working and the same approach towards uh, the idea of giving you a tool that you can use to build web applications or front-end web applications. For example, React, which arguably is the most popular library, and I'll get back to that, React has the approach of being a library that's focused on managing the UI, updating the UI based on your code. And that sounds pretty trivial and it sounds like what such a front-end library should do, and that's probably why React does it. But as you will see, for example, Angular does way more and has more built-in features that can come in handy. React, on the other hand, in its core, is really just about giving you the tools you need to derive state, derive changing states, and update the UI accordingly. So that you can, for example, listen to a click on a button, then change some internal data, and then reflect that changed data on the screen. Now, it turns out, though, that in reality, most front-end web applications you're building need a bit more than that. For example, they might need routing. So the capability of managing different URL paths and displaying different pages for different paths. Now, when I say pages, I, of course, here, in the context of those 
front-end JavaScript libraries mean that we're technically still on the same page, we're still on the same HTML file that was originally downloaded from the server, but the front-end JavaScript changes what's visible in that file, so to say. So what's visible on the page. That's how single page applications work. And even though they're called single page applications, because we have just this one single HTML file, which is downloaded initially, those applications still typically very often need to display different screens, different pages, if you want to call it like this, so that we can, for example, view a login screen. And once we are logged in, we might want to move on to a dashboard screen. And it would all be handled by the same JavaScript code that's powered by React, for example. Now, React, however, doesn't have any built-in mechanism that would watch the URL and would navigate you from slash login to slash dashboard and display something else on the screen. You would have to build such a functionality on your own or what you would typically do, you would reach out for a third-party library. For example, for React Router, which is a super popular routing library for React. But that's the philosophy of React. You have just the basics built in and you then need extra third-party libraries, which are not maintained by the React team, but instead by the React community to solve certain specific problems. And routing is a pretty common problem and it has a very well-maintained library that solves that problem. But of course, there are multiple problems you might want to solve. Advanced animations, form handling, advanced state management, and a broad variety of other things. And for all these different problems, when using React, you need an extra third-party library. And that, for example, is different when you're working with Angular. Angular unlike React, is not just a library which focuses on the bare minimum, but instead Angular actually is a framework that comes with batteries included, you could say. So it comes with many crucial features, many crucial solutions to common problems built in. For example, Angular has a built-in routing package, which is developed and maintained by the Angular team. So the same team that's maintaining and developing the Angular core framework itself, the core library, if you want to call it like this. And there are many other packages that are developed and maintained by the Angular team. For example, you have a package for animations, for handling forms and validating forms, and so on. And that's simply a different approach, a different philosophy. Now, Vue, for example, is a bit between those two, you could say. In its core, Vue is like React and focuses on just updating the UI. But Vue then has a, a team of core maintainers where some of those team members are then also responsible for some important third-party packages, which are only kind of third-party, I would guess, because they are, in the end, developed by those Vue core members and maintained by those members. And therefore, Vue does not just have that core framework, but it also has some crucial 
extra packages like a routing package that are maintained by some of the same people that are working on the core framework. Now for other libraries like Svelte or SolidJS, uh, things are kind of similar, you could say. There it's also some core members, some core members of the Svelte or SolidJS um, teams, if you want to call it like this, that are also working on crucial third-party libraries or extra frameworks that are building up on Svelte and SolidJS to offer features like routing. And that's actually an important topic. Frameworks building up on those base libraries and frameworks, which might sound weird at first. Why would we have a framework that builds up on React, for example? React itself is already a library, so why do we have some extra framework that builds up on it? Well, we do have such frameworks, for example, Next.js, but also Remix, because remember, React itself is just that basic thing that handles UI updates. Now, recently, over the last one and two years, we've seen a huge trend where we seem to be moving away from building decoupled front-end applications, single-page applications with React or Angular and so on, and extra backends, extra REST APIs, for example. We seem to be moving away from that way of building web applications back to building full stack applications. So where you have one project where front-end and back-end work together seamlessly and blend into each other, where the server side pre-renders the front-end pages on the fly, on the server, for example, where the data for those pages is fetched directly on the server and rendered into those pages on the server and so on. We're seeing a trend where we're moving more towards that world again, which I guess is the world we're all coming from back from our early PHP days and so on. But that's a topic for a different uh, video and talk. Anyways, we have that trend and we have therefore frameworks like Next.js or Remix for React which simplify the process of building such full-stack applications. So which allow you to build full-stack applications with React by essentially wrapping React, that core library, and by then giving you extra features that allow you to set up routes that are handled on the server, extra features that help you with data fetching on the server, and so on. And Next.js and Remix are some really big popular JavaScript frameworks. They are both for React and they're both key drivers of that trend, you could say. And I'm emphasizing this here because this also is an important consideration to make when choosing a library or framework. If you want to build such a full stack application, if you want to follow that trend, which has its merits, you might want to pick a library that has some decent meta frameworks, as they're also sometimes called, that allow you to build such full stack applications in a simple and easy way. And for example, Angular here only has Analog.js. And I'm saying only because Analog.js is an amazing project, 
but it's also less mature, less feature-rich than Next.js, for example, which makes sense because Analog.js is essentially developed by one person, whereas Next.js is developed by a huge team working at Vercel, which is a hosting provider. And therefore, since we have only Analog.js, which is a bit less capable than Next.js, for example, if you want to build such seamlessly integrated full-stack applications with Angular instead of React, that could prove to be a bit trickier. And that might be a reason for picking React. Now, for Vue, for example, things are different. There, we have another meta framework built for Vue, which is called Next which is essentially the Next.js of Vue. I guess you see the similarities. Next, next, yeah. It's a framework that was developed for Vue multiple years ago already. It's developed by a big team. I think they even have some venture capital funding and they are building that meta framework which allows you to build full stack applications for Vue or with Vue. And that, of course, means that if you want to build such full-stack applications, Vue can be an attractive choice. Now, what about smaller libraries like Svelte or Solid.js? And by the way, I know that there are others, but I have to stop somewhere. Well, those smaller libraries also have such meta frameworks, which are maintained by the developers and by the teams that are working on the main libraries as well. Svelte has SvelteKit, which is developed by the same team that develops Svelte. And Solid.js has Solid Start, which is also such a full stack framework that's developed by the same team and person that works on the, the main library. So there we also have those full stack frameworks. And that therefore gives us an idea of the different philosophies of those libraries and frameworks and how you can work with them. Now, before we take a look at their popularity, which might also matter for various reasons, let's take a brief look at who owns and runs and develops those libraries. Because that of course matters since when you're choosing a technology, you want to be sure that it will still be around in a couple of years. You don't want to rewrite your entire application in two or three years just because the technology, the library or framework you chose today is outdated then. And here to start with React again, that was originally developed by Facebook and it's still owned and maintained by Facebook, but recently a part of the team working on React has actually moved to a different company, to Vercel, which is that hosting provider that also developed the Next.js framework. And we can see the impact of this because recently the focus seems to be on working on Next.js and making sure that React works well together with it. But I did create a separate video on the current state of React on my Academine YouTube channel if you want to learn more about that. The main takeaway though is that React is maintained by teams that are employed at big companies at Facebook, for example, and that those companies are using React internally. Therefore, 
it's pretty much guaranteed that React will not just be around today, but also in the future. Now it's pretty much the same for Angular because Angular is and was developed by a team at Google and it's getting used by Google in dozens or I guess hundreds of internal and publicly available applications. If you're using a Google service on the internet, chances are pretty decent that it's powered by Angular. And therefore here, it's the same. There is a pretty much a guarantee that Angular, despite Google's tendencies to kill its projects, will still be around in a couple of years because they're using it a lot internally. Now for Vue and SolidJS, it's a bit different because both of these libraries and frameworks are indeed developed by the community, if you want to call it like this. A Vue was originally developed by one person, by Evan Yu, but it now is actually maintained by a huge team of core Vue maintainers, um, if you want to call it like this. And therefore it has a pretty stable base of developers working on it. Nonetheless, it's not a company, but instead the community that's maintaining Vue. And you can judge on yourself if that makes you feel better or worse, or if that gives you more or less security, that Vue will still be around in a couple of years. Personally, I'm pretty sure it will be. Now SolidJS is not entirely a one-man show, it does have a lot of contributors, a lot of people working on it. There is a team behind it, you could say, but to me, I, it feels like SolidJS has less people working on it than Vue does, for example. It's a smaller library. And for Svelte, there it's important to note that the one person who originally built Svelte is now supported by many core members, just as it's the case for Vue, and that one person, Rich Harris, is now also employed at Vercel. So you could say Svelte has kind of a company backing behind it. Not as strong as Next.js and React, but some company backing. And that is an overview of who owns and runs those different libraries and frameworks. With that, let's finally leave that behind and take a look at how popular those frameworks and libraries are. Because that can of course also be an important decision criteria since you might prefer to work with a library a lot of other developers are using as well since it will be easier to find freelancers for popular libraries since the ecosystem might be more active since you might find more tutorials and courses and solutions for problems and so on. And here it's probably fair to say that React is the most popular front-end JavaScript library. At the point of time where I'm recording this, it has more than 200,000 GitHub stars. It has around 22 million weekly downloads on NPM. So the React package is downloaded around 22 million times every week. And I looked up some job postings on Indeed, but also LinkedIn jobs. And there you were able to find thousands 
of job postings looking for React developers. On Indeed, for example, when I recorded this, I found around 11,000 job postings for React and I found even more job postings on LinkedIn. Now, Angular is probably the second most popular framework here, though it of course always depends on how you measure it. But Angular has over 90,000 GitHub stars, so way less than the 200,000 React had, but still. It has 3.2 million weekly NPM downloads, so also way less than React. Though at least to my knowledge, one reason for that also is that Angular is quite popular amongst huge enterprises and they sometimes have their own uh, dependency registries, some internal dependency registries where it might be served from, but still, it's definitely fair to say that it has less downloads than React. And at least on Indeed, I also found less jobs for Angular than for React. I found around 6,000 job postings there compared to the 11,000 of React. But on LinkedIn, on the other hand, I found more job postings for Angular. So overall, it's definitely fair to say that it's pretty popular and that especially if you're looking to find a job for the framework you're using, Angular has lots of available jobs. Now, Vue then is a bit smaller than React and Angular, though not necessarily at all the metrics you could look at. Now, the Vue 3, which is the latest Vue version, uh, GitHub repository has around 40,000 GitHub stars. So less than Angular and of course less than React. But Vue had over 4 million weekly NPM downloads, so actually more than Angular. However, it definitely had less job postings. For example, on Indeed, I found around 1,400 jobs when I created this year. And that's less than the 6,000 or 11,000 I found for Angular and React. It also had less jobs on LinkedIn, by the way. Nonetheless, Vue is definitely a popular framework and if you're looking to find a job, there still is a decent amount of job postings for Vue.js. And these things change a bit for Svelte and Solid.js. They are still popular if you take a look at GitHub stars. For example, Svelte has over 70,000 GitHub stars. Solid.js has around 30,000, so they are popular there. But for example, regarding NPM downloads, we're looking at less than 1 million weekly downloads for both those packages. Svelte has 0.8 million and Solid.js has 0.2 million, so 200,000 weekly downloads, which is way less than the other frameworks had. And the same is true for job postings. There I was only able to find a couple of dozen, maybe hundreds of job postings, but not the thousands of jobs you found for the other frameworks. And that's therefore the popularity of those frameworks and libraries. Now, another important decision factor, of course, is performance, because you want to choose a technology that allows you to build applications that perform well that deliver great performance to your website visitors, for example. And here, the easy answer is all these libraries and frameworks are extremely performant 
you will always be able to find specific niche cases or scenarios or optimization that make one framework stand out. But the main takeaway really is that they all get great performance. You find a link to a website that runs some benchmarks across those frameworks um, in the show notes or below the video. But in the end, it really is the case that you got great performance for all those frameworks and libraries and therefore performance likely will not be the most important factor when deciding for one of those libraries or frameworks. Though it of course can be in certain situations. Now, what might matter though is the way you write code and if you like the syntax and the, the way of solving problems with those different libraries because they of course all have their very own syntax and their very own way of writing code that you need to adapt if you're working with one of those libraries or frameworks. They all share the idea of composing your user interface from components, from reusable building blocks that contain the markup that should be rendered and the logic that might alter that markup. But the way you then write those components and the way you manage your state that leads to UI updates that differs. With React, for example, you write JavaScript functions and you use a feature called React hooks to manage some data in those functions, which will re-execute those functions automatically when that data changes and so on. With Angular, on the other hand, you're working with classes and you work with decorators and extra template files and it tends to require a bit more boilerplate code than React, for example. In Vue, you have separate files, a separate file format, you could say, where you put your components, their markup, their logic, and their styling into those files. And you therefore then write neither functions nor classes, but instead you use this separate file format and in the end, it therefore comes down to personal preference, which approach you like the most. You should really just give all those libraries and frameworks a try. And with that, I don't mean that you should spend multiple hours or even days on learning those different frameworks but instead just go through their quick start guides on their websites, look up some tutorials on YouTube and get an idea of how you generally write code when working with those libraries and frameworks. And then decide which approach you like the most because there really is no right or wrong here. You will read a lot of strong opinions on X, Twitter in the past and in the internet in general. But let's be honest, strong opinions, we always have them in the developer space. We especially have them on X and often it's best to just not care about them. So make your own choice there and find out what you like the most. Now, what I can say though, is how easy or difficult it is from my experience to learn these different libraries and frameworks. Because even though it comes down to your personal preferences, whether you like 
the way of writing code in a given library or framework. I can see from all the courses I created that they do have different difficulty levels when it comes to learning and mastering them. For example, Vue is a framework that's pretty easy to get started with. It has a syntax and an approach that's not too difficult to understand, it doesn't require a lot of boilerplate code, and it doesn't have too many pitfalls where you can write wrong code that won't work as intended. You can of course do that, but it doesn't have too many of those pitfalls. Angular, on the other hand, is relatively challenging to learn, though that has gotten a bit easier in recent years or months, you could say, because Angular actually is innovating rapidly and is introducing new alternative features, which make it a bit easier to get started with Angular since less boilerplate code is required. It still requires a decent bit of extra code, but it's gotten easier over the years, I'd say. That being said, not all Angular projects are using those latest features, so chances are that when you're learning Angular, you'll have to learn the more complex way of building Angular apps at some point, at least if you're looking to find a job with Angular, because chances are high that there, you're not going to use all those latest features. React, for example, is a bit easier to get started with, I'd say, because initially it has a simpler mental model and doesn't require as much boilerplate code, but React has quite a few pitfalls. It's relatively easy, if you're getting started with React, to write code that doesn't work as intended in certain situations, and it can then be hard to figure out why that's the case. It's also relatively easy to run into some errors, which can be hard to understand initially. So React is maybe a bit easier to learn initially than Angular, for example. But when it comes to mastering React and writing good React code, I personally would say it's at least as challenging as Angular, which also is challenging there, but they're pretty equal there, I'd say. And for Svelte and SolidJS, they're somewhere in between. In my personal experience, they're not as easy to grasp and work with as Vue might be, but they're also not as tricky or difficult as React or Angular can be. But again, here also, my recommendation is that you simply get started with them, that you go through those quick start guides, that you maybe take a course, like one of my courses or any other course, and you therefore then get a feeling for yourself, how easy it is for you to get started with a certain library or framework. Because even though I can see some general trends, it of course always depends on which prior experience you have and with which other technologies you might have worked in the past. And that's therefore this pretty extensive overview of those different frameworks and libraries, my thoughts on those frameworks and libraries, which hopefully were helpful. And therefore, to conclude this here, I just want to share what my personal favorite is. And I would say that this would probably be React, but not because 
I like the way you write React code the most. I actually don't do that. It's okay, but I'm not a fan of all the advanced things you need to know about React and JavaScript in order to write good code. But instead, I tend to choose React for most of my new projects simply because of its popularity. Because there is this vibrant ecosystem that you can use to find solutions for specific problems you might be facing when working with React. And because we have those full stack libraries like Next.js and Remix, which are relatively mature and which simplify the process of building such full stack applications, which I tend to do a lot as of late. But that's the reason why for me, if you would force me to pick one, it would be React. But I do honestly like all of them. And I do enjoy every project where I got a chance of working with Angular or Vue, for example.